the cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. Let's make that climb together up the, the green, green peak. peak with your host, Richard Zwicky. Well, welcome. I'm Richard Zwicky, um, founder and CEO of Planet Global. And today on The Green Peak, we have Srinivas Reddy joining us from Leaf Biomedical. And Leaf Biomedical is based out of Vancouver, BC, uh, dealing with purity, standardizations, controlled environments, standards, and really looking at committed to producing the highest quality derivatives um, in the cannabis marketplace, but also in for a variety of botanical sources. And Srinivas, your background, and uh, thanks for joining us today, but your background has been in plant biotech and genetics. That's included, of course, using plants towards cancer research and microbial interactions um, along the way. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey to joining Leaf Biomedical and what attracted you to the space, please. Uh, back in uh, uh, nearly uh, when I was 12 years old, I was bitten by the king cobra. This is a common story that I don't share with a lot of people, but it's a good platform to share. And then uh, back in India, in a tropical region, where king cobra was a common uh, uh, threat that uh, every uh, uh, normal guys can you know, encounter, I was uh, treated by the plant-based medicines. I never took into the English medicines at the hospitals because it was too far to go. And then uh, I was survived uh, using the plant-based medicines. So this triggered me to go and study deeper into the plant-based medicines because nature is giving so much to the human being. We fail to understand the values of the important plants and then uh, how to protect them, how to use it, and then how to... Uh, how efficiently we can uh, spread it to the people. So when we see the common things, and then uh, the cannabis is the one giving a lot of uh, freedom, and then uh, uh, that away from the chronic diseases, chronic issues that everybody is going through the team. So it's a common mutual benefits, mutual interest that everybody joined, and then I wanted to establish the company, and then we started, and then we are working on. A couple of a couple of uh, the areas. Number one, a genetic analysis, which is um, the genetic analysis of the cannabis plants, where we can focus on the uh, geographical uh, specific strains. Uh, for example, the plants grown in the Himalayas on the higher altitude, they behave something different. The plants growing in the California in desert, hot spring deserts, they they behave something different. So when we isolate the genes. Uh, they are supporting the plant growth and then uh, uh, development uh, and also the metabolic pathways according to the environmental things. So sure. environment, environmental geographical mimicry. So that's where we are designing one of the most efficient uh, grow plant grow system uh, controlled environment uh, building. A very small scale in 10,000 square feet in Kelowna, sorry, uh, Nelson. Um, but uh, I think uh, that will be uh, supporting uh, the efficiency of the plants produced. Uh, for example, if you have, if you heard about the jumping genes or the transposons, these are the genes uh, responsible in every type of a plants, not only dioecious plants, because cannabis falls into the dioecious plants, which is more sensitive towards the can uh, the control environment. Uh, Five percent variation in the in the environment 
will alter genes functionality in the chromosome on the it's it's it is situated on the chromosome so 5% variation can enhances the genes jump from one loca location to the other location which triggers the metabolic pathways which means uh, producing the different types of uh, amino acids amino acids coding for the proteins and the protein proteins are the the final products we we use it as a thc as a cbd or any other uh, 400 and out of 483 chemical compounds so that's why it used to have a consistency in the plants and the consistency in the health beneficial compounds in the cannabis it's highly important to have a controlled environmental um environment and yeah no and that's you know that's um you know that's fascinating i think where you started with uh you know your first experience uh being bitten by a king cobra and that started you with plant-based, you know, your treatments were plant-based medicine and, you know, people's journeys start through this path in many, many ways. And that's, that's incredible. And when you mentioned the plant-based medicine background, you know, I remember talking with uh, a doctor, uh, collaborated with a lot, David Hepburn. And one of the things he pointed out as we were planning our uh, production down in, uh, in Peru was, he'd been researching and 80% of the new medicines were coming out of the Amazon and they figured that, uh, you know, 80% to 90% still had to be discovered and that there was so much we had to learn, but so many of the uh, local uh, shamans, the local tribal doctors had this knowledge and we know from conversation with them, they're terrified that as they pass, they won't be able to pass it on. And that's a incredible challenge for people across the world because there are cures for things that they take as common that everybody else struggles with that we just don't know about. And we want to, we all want to learn what those are and not lose that knowledge because, you know, one of the things we're dealing with in the cannabis industry is after the, you know, cannabis was banned and removed from use in pharmacological and all other areas and became this demon drug, the way people were uh, uh, dealing with it, we lost the knowledge. We lost that information. So the work that you're doing and the work that everybody's doing around rebuilding that is amazing. And, you know, when you look at it and take a step back, we've been coming through phase one of the, uh, of the industry. And, you know, now we're going to be heading into phase Two people were talking about, you know, cannabis 2.0, but of course, the markets with the upheaval they've been having for reasons of the markets themselves, but also for markets outside of it, um, we have to look at it from the perspective of really, it's almost like we're going to jump straight to three because 2.0 barely had a chance to breathe. And when we come back from the break, I'd love to chat with you a bit about what you see coming up in cannabis. Uh, the next generation of cannabis, you know, and what we can learn from what's happened over the last couple of years in terms of optimizing uh, and improving how we deliver care to patients. So coming back from the break in a minute, I'm Richard Zwicky with Three of Us Ready. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, Wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network, learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers, and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected. Get informed and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. And we're back with the Green Peak. I'm Richard Zwicky and we have Srinivas Reddy from Leaf Cross Med- Biomedical. And, you know, just before the break, I was talking about the, uh, the loss of knowledge and the first generation of cannabis companies really did an amazing amount of heavy lifting in, in terms of expanding the knowledge that doctors, patients, and consumers and the industry as a whole have to appreciate the opportunity that cannabis brings as a medical compound in the treatment of a variety of conditions. But as we head through tumultuous times and everybody takes a pause but also reassesses the world around them, you know, we have this opportunity to look at what mistakes were made in Gen 1 that can be fixed into the next phase and the opportunities that are presenting themselves for medical cannabis companies to do more, more efficiently, but also more logically. And I think, you know, offline, uh, you and I were chatting and uh, you mentioned having been through MedMen recently and a few other things and things you've seen. What do you see as the big opportunities moving forward that are really people need to take a step back at, consider and look at? Yeah, yeah. Um, Just to give uh, uh, just a quick uh, word, cannabis has been projected as a, highly exploited plant and the least explored plant for the ages, for the hundreds of years. Yes. And then everybody, everyone knows cannabis can do something for the human being. We have a mythical, uh, meteorological evidences that are used in the 
thousands of years back as well. And then if you visited India, we, we treat it as a holy plant for yes. different types of issues. When you consider the plants, publications in uh, before 2010 and 12, not even a 500 papers can be obtained in the in NCBI and in the Google Scholars. Right now, if you see, the number of publications in the cannabis industry is one of the leading comparing to any other plants in the plant uh, science right now. So we, what it explains is we have a lack of scientific knowledge. That's number one. Everybody talks about the 483 compounds. Nobody knows what are the compounds exactly. Nobody knows what is the impact of those compounds along with the THC and the CBD. So the first line of licenses, which is in Canada and also USA, and uh, elsewhere in the in the world, what um, the people has mistaken this as a recreational market. Everybody, including the midmen, are. I'm not uh, here to mention uh, point out any company particularly, but the, it's a great initiative. They wanted to bring the company's license, uh, produce the quantitative, and be the competitors to the, each other. But the problem is they forget to establish the ground for themselves into the research and development and understanding the plants completely. So rather than investing millions of dollars in the research and development, they invested in expanding the, the facilities. For example, you go around and then establish a 500 acres, 200 acres, 100 acres. So when you invest so much of money and acreage, and when you are not investing on the fixing the small things, which is the compounds benefits into the human being, People are saturated to use the different compounds because they're the cannabis. So it's all about. It's not all about the taste. It's not all about the the how how good you get high. It's all about how better you get cured. Exactly. The diseases. To, and the diseases right now we know an example. The coronavirus is not the one we can treat any type of drugs because it has the receptors and the molecules. The spikes are not really binding into the antibodies, whatever we produce. So that's the same thing. The cannabis has its own molecules and then the receptor binding abilities. So we fail to understand the molecules and the binding. So if the companies, the so-called the biggest companies, if they took the 10% of the capital market and then invested in the research and development into the medicinal co co compatibility, I'm sure they would have found the uh, genes, the genetics of the plants, and then exactly how to make it consistent, how to extract those compound, particular compounds, and how to conjugate the different molecules and then give the uh, drug delivery system. So this is this would have been the the first wave. But but some of but some of the companies like Canamed were required to take a percentage of uh, their activity and invest it, and they they did do that. And, you know, they had, some had more success than others, but I know that they, you know, early on, you know, they did document and there's, you know, they did start the process of producing that information, but, you know, they built a foundation, which we all work off of. It's not that they were derelict and not doing anything. They could have done more. Obviously, some of them could have. They, they did what was required, but at least they started the process. Yes, you know, that's definitely good, but uh, you know better and then I know as well. Science is not a one-year task that uh, are a four-year task. Of it's, course. It's an everyday evolution. Uh, we need to keep up the innovation. We need to keep up because, for example, if you prove uh, cannabis molecules is efficient with uh, one of the race in the in, uh, U.S. Uh, in Canadian race, 
this is not exactly the the way it can work with the African race or Indian race or a or a so the Asian race because the compatibility of the receptor is completely different. That's why it's a, it's a, it takes at least a couple of years. And then that's number one. Number two, as I mentioned, there is not enough medical evidences to even for the scientists. When you give when you hire a PhD people and then ask them, okay, can you do something with the cannabis industry? They need a lot of time to understand, like what are these molecules, how we can work on, and they will be confused as well. So that's why it's 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 a good uh, the time that to do a kind of experiments and then the compatibilities and everything. But now the second wave, I know a couple of companies right now are working on cell lines and then now approving into the impact on the liver, kidneys, and so those are the things we we wanted to prove how it can enhance, how we can rejuvenate. So the companies, the 2.0, the people are establishing are not focusing on the quantitative, expanding the facilities into the of 500 million uh, square feet. Now they are expanding, including the leaf cross. We initially we planned the 350,000 square feet facilities, but we reduced to 55,000 square feet. And the first phase is 11.5 thousand square feet, just to get the license. And then we will be expanding into the further 65,000 square feet. So where we will focus? Uh, maybe I don't know if you uh, are aware of the Ayurveda. Ayurveda is a medicine. Uh, is a, mm-hmm. it's a it's a medical practice used in the thousands of years in India. Yep. So the same Ayurveda medicine has been treated for me when I was waiting there in Kinkoba. Only problem it took uh, four months for me to cure uh, the Kinkoba issue, uh, the venom. Well, the, the reason they took the whole plant, crushed powder, and they gave it to me. So it means that you are taking a lot of fibers, a lot of unwanted compounds, which competes with the 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 required compound to bind into the receptor, into the in in the brain. Of course, so I mean you're where, you're getting a very diluted treatment at that point, or very minuscule, like microdosing. Exactly, way, and that's you know, but that that is the difference, of course, between different stages of med- medical development. We know the we know there's a compound in here that helps but we don't have the tools by which to refine it into a single dosage. Whereas, you know, in today in cannabis and medical cannabis industry, we are working with the refined goods and, you know, the most, most people are focusing of course on CBD, THC, CBG and, you know, CBN, but there's 124 plus known medical compounds within the plant. And, you know, I would think from, you know, the, what you're talking, what you're speaking about is, you know, the, the Gen 2 opportunity that you're looking at is for scientists to and for researchers really to dial into the specifics of what each of these compounds do and how they interact so we can refine treatment more efficiently for patients. As we know, you know, the applicability of the plant under the right conditions for patients with epilepsy and assisting patients with uh, cancer and anxiety and other things, but there's so much more. And I think it's that so much more is really where uh, you see that opportunity, but you're looking at it from the perspective of how do we refine it down? Is that a good summary? Yes, very, very, very good. And then also just, I missed uh, mentioning about uh, cannabis. Uh, I work with a couple of universities in the USA, Asia, and then uh, my ex-PhD uh, uh, university, we are working with them in South Korea as well. 
the cannabis, uh, according to them, not a lot of people are discussing about it, but yeah, I see that now the people are started discussing. Cannabis is discussed, uh, the divided into the three categories, which is I emphasized uh, on the long back, even a five years back, I always uh, projected this one. Macro cannabis, micro cannabinoids, and nano cannabinoids. These are the categories. The macro cannabinoids, when we talk about, which is let's let's actually go into that in detail after the break because that's a that's a really interesting topic for people to wrap their heads around. Perfect. Thank you. So we're coming back from break in just a minute. I'm Richard Zwick with the Green Peak. Joining me today, of course, is Srinivas Reddy from Leaf um, Leaf Cross Leaf Biomedical. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Sorry, I had to dry mouth there for a second. No problem. And we'll be back in a moment. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Climbing our way up, up, up to the Cannabis Summit of Success. Cannabis Radio is back with more of the Green Peak. And we're back on the Green Peak. I'm Richard Zwicky with Srinivas Reddy from Leaf Cross Biomedical out of uh, uh, Vancouver, BC. And just before the break, we started talking about the three categories of cannabis from a medical perspective. And I'd like to dive into about that a bit more so people understand the different ways to approach it that really uh, is foundational to understanding how we can use the plant as a medic- from a medical perspective. Yes. 
Yeah, it's a very interesting topic. And then uh, I was fascinated to read at the beginning. And then and now I realize uh, the categories of the cannabinoids are more in, important to understand and then uh, to develop towards the scientific aspects. So the as I mentioned uh, before the break, the cannabinoids is divided into the three categories, macrocannabinoids, microcannabinoids, and nanocannabinoids. It's like a pyramid. The, the top of the pyramid, uh, the 45% of the pyramid is covered by the macrocannabinoids, which is less uh, uh, difficulties to isolate. Anybody can go and isolate. And then macrocannabinoids, is a common tree precursor which can go and bind easily into the any receptor, which is like a BRICS. I just come give a comparison with a big BRICS. And then micro and nanocannabinoids, it's like a sand and the cement just to join the BRICS, which means that you have a nanocannabinoids, which is highly, highly important for to glue between the receptor, whatever the targets you are doing. It's called target delivery system, which is we are failing to have a kind of a, a regular other molecules because we lack uh, as much as you filter or isolate, these molecules become separated from the nanocannabinoids and microcannabinoids. So when we understand what are those compatibility between, between macrocannabinoids and the micro and nanocannabinoids, it's more easier for us to have efficacy when we treat the molecules it's, it's, it's more efficient uh, to cure any diseases. So the, the categories is varies between the different strains. Uh, the, for example, you have a THCP, CBDP. This falls under the, um, the macrocannabinoids, between the macrocannabinoids and microcannabinoids. But as, you, as I mentioned, the, the nanocannabinoids are set to identify, which is uh, more than... Uh, 200 different types of chemicals, which is not necessarily the cannabinoid molecules, but it's the tags, uh, it's, it's, it's important to join in on the receptors. So just like a lock and key models, you need a perfect combination of the key uh, to- put So in. which of those do you look at being the most exciting as a uh, direction that people should start following first? Oh, you mean the- um, how we can obtain those nanocannabinoids in the- Yeah, you know, it's like anything. You're not going to eat an elephant in a, um, in a single bite. So, you know, if people are looking at where they could start and really um, begin to deliver value to patients, yes, is there one area that really excites you more than others that you think, oh, this is something that we could do that's going to make the world a better place, help patients, and be a great place to start? Because you can't start everywhere. True, yeah. Um, just to say, uh, the nature always controls about uh, the production of the nanocannabinoids or mm -hmm. microcannabinoids, whatever it is. Uh, it is important uh, to identify those compounds and enhance or multiply because, for example, you have 90% uh, of the microcannabinoids produced in a stream and 10% is highly, highly diluted at the lowest concentration of the micro nanocannabinoids. When we identify and replicate the genes, because the genetic mapping of the cannabis plants is still like a blueprint, not a lot of people um, can able to access it, even though it's commercially available for the Israel and then other countries, it has to be available for the common public with the NCBI, uh, which is a <laughs> database, uh, where um, the universities can able to access it and allow them to play with 
enhancing those compounds rather than focusing on the THC and the CBD itself. And then once we have, it is important as well to how to stabilize those compounds, whether it's in a controlled environment or non-controlled environment. That's the next step that we need to follow. But it takes a little bit time comparing to uh, the THC uh, genetics or CBD genetics. This is taking more time because it's a, a gene, um, uh, we call it the coding region and the non-coding region in the genes. Most of the coding region in the cannabis plants are related to the THC production, which the metabolic pathways are more uh, supporting to the THC and the CBD. So that's why we need to understand, uh, for example, you you have uh, Himalayan, Himalayan uh, Hindu Kush. Hindu Kush mm -hmm. has more medicinal properties because it's grown in a, a tough condition in a higher altitude. It yep. produces a more uh, medicinal compounds, uh, which is a nanocannabinoid, so microcannabinoid, comparing to uh, your macrocannabinoid, THC, CBD itself. So those those type of strains we need to identify, we need to move. Of course. Now, you know, as you identify them, and we've only got a short time left, but, you know, one of the things that uh, Leaf Cross Biomedical does is multi-stage extraction, which is really a process to uh, help extract, you know, uh, different compounds in different stages as well as, you know, from a, and there's different, you know, there's different reasons to go down that path, but I assume one of the reasons you're going down that path is around extracting more valuable compounds in different ways so that there ends up being a, a broader spectrum to work with. Is that correct? Yes, yes, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, the multi-stage extraction is nothing but you the cannabis plants is not necessarily need to grow to the mother's like a harvesting stage. You have a multiple stages of the plant growth cycle and then the cannabinoids, flavonoids, and terpenoids are produced in a different stages of the plants. So the cannabis, uh, the leaf cross is working towards not only in the cannabinoids extraction, uh, terpenoids and the flavonoids uh, extractions as well. So that's why we are designing a facility where we can enhance the flavonoids in the different stages of the plant, baby, and then the, even the younger stage, which is there is no fl flower, still we are able to produce some of the chemicals which has a higher defense mechanism towards the environment so that yes. plants are becoming so stronger. So this is a highly commercial valuable for the health benefits in the cosmetic industry and other places. Well, it is. And that's something which I think a lot of people overlook is, you know, there's a lot of people in the industry who have always marketed based on weight and weight is gained towards the end of the growth cycle and when volume is put onto the <laughs> plant material, but it doesn't mean there's new cannabinoids being added. And what you're speaking about here is actually harvesting early in the, in the growth phase of the plant to extract different compounds. Exactly. And that's something we've also been, you know, working on and looking at and have been knowledgeable of because from our, our perspective, we have to deal in extracts and therefore we don't care about the weight. We care about the maximum amount of extracts and the growth of the plant. What are you seeing when you extract and how early are you starting to harvest to get compounds? Oh, as I said that we, uh, we have uh, um, the different stages of the compound extraction. When we talk about the flavonoids and the terpenoids, we don't go even a flowering stage as well. So mm -hmm. because... Uh, before the flavoring stage, there are a couple of useful compounds for the um, the, the cosmetic industry because uh, the recent publication shown that 
It's not the THC CBD. There are another terpenoids in the uh, flavonoids. Which Absolutely. Is- I mean, you can walk into a cloning room yeah. and you get a scent. And I think most people don't appreciate that. You know, that yeah. scent will vary during the cycle. So do you go back to that stage as far as you're planning or do you? No, 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 no. We don't do uh, at the baby stage itself because the quantity of the extraction is becomes so much uh, minute, uh, the minor. Yeah. We don't want to do that at, the, at this stage because we wanted to survive even uh, as a company. Uh, and the demand for those compounds is also important uh, from the uh, from the new companies because they, do, they did not understand so far. So I think uh, eventually the incre- it increases. You just go to the baby's, uh, the plantlets, and then you extract it from the plantlets and those com- particular compounds. And then you can, you can also sell, but those compounds are very expensive. And then, uh, yeah, you can go to the, the four-week stage and then four-week stage extraction, which is not even a flower. It's all over the buds. But to make sure that we have a nutrient metabolic pathways, we can enhance the particular compounds. And also we have another thing called supplemental lightings. I think uh, most of the people are using in them, a supplemental lighting. So this is something that we can enhance the plants. I have a patent where we can enhance uh, our, our targeted compounds. So uh, that's that's something that we are working on uh, for now. Um, so just to make sure that we, we are yeah. completely, uh, mm-hmm. nearly 10 PhDs we are working on a, in a different aspect. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, you know, and that's what this industry needs is a lot of really deep knowledge and brain power to start figuring out all of the, uh, applications and we've been evolving so quickly in such a short period in many ways it's amazing how far we've come to rebuild the knowledge we lost and uh you know your contribution that area is uh fantastic and so thank you for that we're actually out of time for today uh but for people who wish to learn more um where you know about leaf uh, cross biomedical and also the work you're doing in general where where would you like them to visit and would they in my linkedin contact? it's it's better to have my linkedin uh, srinivasa reddy okay uh, leaf cross biomedicals or visit my web page uh, the our company web, website page uh, leafcross.com and then uh, it's it's better to have a contact and then uh, i i'm always happy to help uh, irrespective of the boundaries we have our digital communication system right now we can talk we can discuss more and then we can help each other yes and uh that's fantastic and yes and uh, at any times digital continues so that's uh, great as an ongoing communication tool for everybody so thank you very much for joining us today uh Srinivas. really interesting and uh, thanks to all our listeners for joining we'll be back with you again next week The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.